You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Local voices, local conversations. Thanks for joining us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. Most of you have heard the quote from Dante in the Divine Comedy, that the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who, in times of moral crisis, remain neutral. If that's true, then we've got quite a few wine industry leaders, even from the most prestigious organizations, who would better get ready for the eternal furnace. The recent debate over the so-called water quality and tree protection ordinance brought out a lot of passion. Passion from those that successfully fought Measure C only to have the victory stolen from them. Passion from the extreme side of the environmental movement who lost the Measure C battle, but found a way to terrorize and bully our local legislators, three of whom face re-election next year. Without any real science to back up the Board of Supervisors' recent decision, we can correctly assume that this was a political debate, less about tree canopies and more about re-election. Staying acutely involved in the political part of this process, but with a legitimate industry point of view, has been the Napa County Farm Bureau, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Ryan Klobus, the CEO of the Napa County Farm Bureau. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us once again. Good to be here. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you here. Is it fair to say, and you've watched this, you attended all the meetings, that at the end of the day, with all the passion and all the talk about uh, the environmental issues and the land use issues, that this felt at every stage like nothing more than a political battle? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. This was a political solution uh, in search of a problem. We said throughout the entire Measure C campaign, if there is a problem, identify it for us and back it up with impartial science and data. We said that throughout the ordinance process. And still at this point, no one can point to any type of data that demonstrates the need for what the supervisors did. The other part of this, and and I know this came up a lot during the debate, and you've watched a lot of this, you've been involved in the political process, was the speed at which this moved. I mean, everybody that's tried to do business with the county, that tries to get a use permit, whatever it might be, it is a painfully slow process, and this just zipped right through. Absolutely. So that's one of the concerns that, that, that we had throughout this entire process. As we moved through it, we realized that the deadlines that were being set were indeed very fast, which is further evidence of uh, a political debate on your hands and a political uh, solution on your hands that's in search of a problem. As we continue to go through the process, there were a lot of uh, individuals uh, that said, slow the process down, let's really bring in some sound data and science to back up a lot of what the supervisors at the time were proposing. Uh, but right now, I, I, I agree. I think that this is, um, you know, a, a political, uh, politically charged environment um, where political pressure, unfortunately, was the catalyst um, to create legislation. Do you sense that the atmosphere, that the mood among your members, let's just talk about those for the moment, is is more hostile, more concerned now than it was even after Measure C? Yeah. There are a lot of our members that are very upset about the way this process unfolded, how fast the process was, and the actual outcome that, that we received. So even though there are a lot of ideas being floated around initially about what this ordinance may or may not do, at the end of the day, it increased regulation. And so we said, if we're going to increase regulation, let's back that up with some impartial, sound science and data. And a lot of the members um, of Farm Bureau that have contacted me are very upset that the supervisors passed legislation 
that increases regulation for them uh, without any demonstrated need. And we've said all along, show us the problem, and we still don't see it. The other concern is that while an increased regulation, and while we heard a lot of pushback to that from, from members of the Board of Supervisors, saying that it's not as draconian as, as everybody thought, it's not as draconian as, as it could have been, that there are a lot of potential unintended consequences in this that really may not be clear for a while. Absolutely. So when you create legislation like this, you have to realize that what you're doing is starting a slippery slope. And so the question then becomes, when you when you enact an ordinance like this, at what point do we then, do the supervisors ever come back and say they need tighter restrictions now? And, and what do we do? What do we base that on? And so we said throughout the entire process that if, if we do that, we're supportive of a process that identifies real problems, and then we can offer real solutions to it. But like I said, as of, as of right now, we just we simply don't see it. What is your sense of why this debate happened now, why this had to pass now, why this moved along so quickly? I think the answer is easily because you have three supervisors that are up for re-election. And so this this then becomes a very politically charged environment uh, where you have supervisors that saw the outcome of Measure C, they saw how divisive Measure C was, and so perhaps you now have some supervisors um, who feel that they need to present a political uh, solution um, uh, in an effort to uh, bolster their re-election effort. Uh, but this clearly is a, is a politically charged environment, and I think the catalyst for this really was right now the fact that you do have three supervisors up for re-election. And the Farm Bureau is, is jumping in more aggressively in terms of the political part of this process, setting up a PAC. Talk a little bit about what you're doing. Absolutely. So the Farm Bureau, we've demonstrated, is the political leader for ag in Napa County. And we created a PAC in late uh, February, a political action committee designed specifically to local candidates. In the state of California, you can create two. You can ha- either have a local candidate pack or a ballot measure pack. We created the local candidate pack um, to support and oppose local candidates in Napa County um, who we believe best support ag's interests in Napa County. And so when it comes to any candidate in Napa County, but particularly these three supervisors, we have to look at their record in totality. You simply can't look at the way they voted on this ordinance. You have to look at, at, at each supervisor, the way they voted in the past, what their uh, intentions have been over certain projects. And I'll tell you, these three supervisors, each one of them has different records when it comes to supporting ag in Napa County uh, and supporting the best interests of ag. So right now, uh, the Farm Bureau is taking its responsibility very seriously as being the political leader uh, in Napa County to assess the candidates, assess all of our options. Um, we've got time. Filing deadline is December 6th for supervisor. So we have time to really identify what we believe are in the best interest, not only of our membership, but of the community at large moving forward. Are you... is the Farm Bureau and the PAC going to be involved simply in supporting or not supporting, obviously, candidates or actually actively involved in the business of candidate recruitment? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the really great things that a PAC can do, which a lot of people don't understand, is a PAC can do candidate recruitment, candidate training, fundraising assistance, financial contributions, 
television advertising, radio advertising, digital advertising, phone banking, polling, mass mailing. We can do anything that a regular political campaign uh, can do. And throughout the entire process, we've said we're keeping all of our options open. So in terms of, of candidate recruitment, candidate training, supporting or opposing elected officials, um, the, the Farm Bureau will make decisions about who do we support, who do we oppose, uh, and um, the, the reasons why, and then what activity do we then undertake um, in order to get that job done. And like I said, there's a lot of tools at our disposal to be able to do it. Why, in your view, has there never been an organization that has really taken a firm position, whatever the point of view might be, a firm position, an ag organization that took a firm position with respect to getting involved in, in local politics? Well, I think when you initially you know, look at it, um, uh, there's a lot of people that um, will support what you're doing, will not support what you're doing. Measure C was a very good example of that, uh, where a lot of people uh, may support what you've done, and a lot of people may be um, upset about it. But I can tell you, in terms of the Farm Bureau, um, our performance over Measure C um, was greatly supported um, by our membership. Um, I got nothing but positive feedback throughout the entire time, and I only got very you know, minor negative comments about it um, during Measure C. The same thing, I think, is, is happening right now. So out of all of the industry organizations, I think each one specializes in their own niche. And I think that a lot of the organizations are good at what they specialize in, Farm Bureau is a 501c5 um, organization, meaning we can lobby um, for agricultural purposes. And that's what we're designed to do. That's where our board of directors um, is. Is That's why the board restructured last year uh, and uh, really restructured to place um, a top priority on politics in Napa County. So we're willing to take the lead with it, and we're willing to take um, everything that comes with it because at the end of the day, we think we're doing the right thing by ag. And I can easily make the argument to anyone that any decision that we make is purely in the best interest of ag in Napa County. How do you keep people engaged? One of the, I'll be honest, one of the supervisors who shall remain nameless said to me the other day, I, I said something about people being angry, and their answer was, well, it'll dissipate. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think the key to that is continual education. People have a lot on their plates. People have a lot to do every single day. Uh, but Napa is an ag county. And so for us, I think these issues start to become more paramount than if we were in another county where we were dealing with the same types of issues. Voter education is, is a constant process. When you go through that process, it's very important to educate people about impartial facts. We're not trying to sway them one way or another. We're trying to educate them with impartial facts from independent subject matter experts that can really lay out um, an agenda, lay out an issue, and have people make informed decisions about it. And that's really what we're trying um, to do right now. Do you have a sense how state politics or even national politics for that matter kind of filter down funnel down and have some kind of impact on the way things are playing out locally 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of attention, obviously, at the state level. And as, as some of those issues start to become um, more paramount at the local level, um, I think sometimes some of those issues get more play than others simply because um, they've got more attention uh, at the state level. Uh, but right now, especially for, um, you know, the Farm Bureau and our parent organization in, in Sacramento, the issues that we're dealing with in Napa County, um, you know, I, I get calls from colleagues around the state wanting to know uh, exactly what the outcome of this ordinance process was because they're concerned that they're going to deal with it in their part of the state. And so I think a lot of people have looked at the process that's going on, not only Measure C, but the ordinance process uh, in Napa County as being, um, you know, a test pilot for something that might happen in their own county. And they want to be ready and they want to be prepared for it. To what extent do you think that some of the vintners, or Mike Thompson for that matter, who was was rumored to have sort of played a role in all of the way this went down, to what extent do you think they were involved? You know, Congressman Thompson uh, really, I think, um, did us a great service by trying to bring all sides together when he held the meetings that he did. Um, I was a part of those meetings, uh, and I thought that Congressman Thompson honestly made um, a very good faith effort to try to bring everybody together um, to find common ground among all of the groups. I think that was the impetus for what started a process where we tried to find common ground uh, with all sides. And unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of us did not get to the place we were hoping to get to. Um, but I think Congressman Thompson, throughout the entire process, um, did nothing uh, but a great service to all of us by trying to bring everybody together and find a common sense uh, solution for this. Do you think that the argument that, that we've heard some of the supervisors make that this was a mild solution. This was a solution that nobody was happy with, everybody's happy with. This is just sort of paper over all the problems from Measure C. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's easy to say that, but at the end of the day, it's increased regulation. And so what you have to look at is you have to look at the people that this affects. You know, I'm, I'm routinely stopped in public by people that want to talk about um, the outcome of Measure C, um, particularly people that want to talk about this ordinance process. I've had small family farmers come to me almost in tears, upset about how restrictive regulation was going to impact their business, their way of life, their families. And I think you need to look at this in totality. It's it's very easy to sit back and say, well, we came up with something palatable or we came up with something that right. doesn't cut too deep. But at the end of the day, it's an ordinance and it's the law and it's increased regulation. And there's no way to get around that. And so my opinion is if you've got increased regulation like that before you enact something like that, you go out and you see the people that it directly impacts. And I think that's the component to a lot of this that a lot of people were trying to get across in Board of Supervisors meetings to the supervisors individually is that this really does impact us. The, you know, Napa County is by far, when it comes to agriculture, the most regulated county in California. And so now the Board of Supervisors have come up with more regulation and want you to accept that and say it's palatable, at the end of the day, it's just more increased regulation you have to live with. You talk to a lot of people in the business here. What do you think the impact is going to be long-term? Not the impact of the regulation or the ordinance, but is it going to discourage people from doing business here? Is it going to discourage people from, from wanting to, to buy property here? Is it going to encourage people to sell? 
yeah. property here. That's one of the biggest concerns that I've had from people that have uh, contacted me about this and wanted to talk to me about it. A lot of people are very concerned that the more they see regulation increase in Napa County, they're not going to want to do business in Napa County. There are a lot of other counties in California that make it much easier it's to easier do business. Sonoma. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Solano, it's, it's a lot easier to go to other counties and conduct your business than it is in Napa County simply because of the regulation. So people that contacted me, whether they own property, were thinking about buying property, or like I said, a lot of the small family farmers who simply exist on agriculture to support their families are very increased about what does increased regulation do? Because like I said, this becomes a slippery slope. At what point do you draw a line in the sand? At what point do you say, this is enough? And we never really got into that place. All we did was find a political solution for a problem that we can't identify. But at the end of the day, when is enough enough? Is this going to filter down, do you think, to the cities? Because at a certain point, if people sell property, if less visitors come here, I mean, at some point it's going to affect the cities as well if, if we're overregulated and it becomes too big a negative. Oh, absolutely. And look, there's a lot of different issues that Farm Bureau has dealt with where we've seen that increased regulation in the county directly impacts the cities. And so, you know, I, th- I, think, I think that the cities actually are very well aware of that. Um, and you'll see, you know, comments from the cities back to the county about concerns they have about, you know, increased uh, regulation when it comes to issues like this. Uh, but absolutely, it impacts us all. This is not just a simply county issue. Aside from the Farm Bureau, what do you see other organizations doing on these issues? You know, I think that, like I said, a lot of the organizations specialize in in um, different things and, and do what they do best. Uh, but a lot of them will will undertake those efforts, I think, in an effort to support the overall industry. So whether that means education, whether that means presenting data, whether that means, um, you know, providing perspective from what um, increased regulation looks like from their membership's point of view, it all really does help. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, and I don't say this simply because I'm the CEO of the organization, but the Farm Bureau um, will continue to be the political leader. We'll continue to do what it is that we've done best. Um, We're the only organization in Napa Valley that endorses political candidates, undertakes political activity to this large of a degree. So we'll continue to do what it is that, you know, we, we do do best. What should the public, the average person, understand about this? You know, we all hear about this. We talk about it every day. It's all very inside baseball sometimes. What do you think is important for the the voting public to understand, the people that that don't engage in this every single day? I think the most important thing for people to understand is that Napa County is an ag economy. So you don't have to work in a vineyard to have ag directly impact your way of life. You could work at hospitality at a winery. You could work at a hotel. You could work at a lot of different places. But when you start to over-regulate for unnecessary reasons, the industry that drives the economy in Napa County, it's going to start to have a trickle-down effect. And you're going to start to see that in, in other areas of the county. So I think for any member of the voting public out there, the most important thing to understand is, is that these issues not only directly impact people who work in vineyards or on wineries, this directly impacts 
your way of life because you live in a county that is an ag economy. And if the ag economy suffers, it creates a trickle-down effect that will affect everybody. The other thing is that whatever business anybody is in, whether it's the hospitality business or, you know, the auto business, nobody wants to see their business over-regulated. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, part of the reason for regulation in the first place is to address areas of concern that government can enter and say we've identified a problem in the greater good we need to now address it create law that addresses a specific problem Um, and that's one of the frustrating things about this entire process has been what we're really doing is undertaking a political campaign Um, there's when, when you can identify a problem for me and you can point to data that backs it up then by all means i think that the regulatory process and creating a law to narrowly identify something specific works that's what our that's what our laws are meant to do But at the end of the day, just using it to create political influence or try to appease certain factions in the community is not the best way to go about um, creating law. It's just it's simply not. Ryan Clovis, CEO of the Napa County Farm Bureau. I thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you. NapaBroadcasting.com. Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.